Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of The Gray Man. My name is Daniel. I'm one of your hosts today and joining alongside me is the blonde man, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Hello. Yes, I'm the blonde man. Um, just a little bit of a fact. I was, it was, I was supposed to be in this movie, but then they decided to go with um, Ryan Gosling to do The Gray Man. They're like, yeah, you can't be, they, we can't do a blonde man. You can only have a gray man. So I was kicked. Is out. it is it because you had gray hairs and you're like, oh, I'm going to be you know, yes, the gray man? That's the thing. I had the gray hairs and I went blonde, and then this yeah. is what happens. No, and I, now Ryan Gosling is blonde, and it's just a whole thing confusing, now. Man, it's confusing. It's confusing. It's very confusing. But I will say, and as we said on many shows, you do look great in the blonde. So I really hope that you keep this look around because it does look really great. No, I do. I I will keep it around. Uh, there will be a voting going on to see what my next hair color yeah. will be. So if you know <laughs> fans of the movie podcast, let me know. Don't. And don't give the people that power to decide because yeah, you're going to have like a puke purple puke, buzz cut puke hair for soon sure. puke hair for sure okay yeah. well you never know what will look good on you though the nice thing about the shape of your face if i could go on a tangent about your face is that i think whatever color you choose for your head it would suit your would suit your face so there is that thank you i appreciate that you're welcome I appreciate you're welcome that. other than that anthony how are you doing today i'm doing well like we just we just finished watching The Gray Man, and I would think we were. I was saying to you, man, it's been a really long time since we've seen Ryan Gosling on the screen. It's been since I think First Man was his last film, and it was just nice to yeah. see his beautiful face. And we're going to be seeing a lot more of his beautiful <laughs> face on the screen with Barbie coming out, and as, as well as Gray Man. So yeah, it's just it's fun to have like actors who've taken hiatuses like this to come back and just see him like click in and never lose that 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 intensity of a of a performance that they usually put on for the for the for us as the audience so it's just really nice to yeah see brian back even chris evans chris yeah evans, and, i know he's been in too. small roles here and there he's he's done light year but like just to have him on screen uh presence with that mustache yeah. you know it's great yeah. uh it's crazy though when you when you mentioned that you know i was thinking about man the first man that's 2018 shane i, re I remember us reviewing that back in the this time with days and now we are four years later you know talking about the next ryan gosling you know mo major motion picture and of course this is going to be on netflix it's also going to be in select theaters this friday july 15th um so it's just it's amazing to see that you know after all this time, you know, he's coming again, all this time, it's been four years, but still Ryan Gosling is, is you know, he's a movie star and, and seeing mm -hmm. him in any role is exciting and especially seeing him in an action role. Cause and as we'll talk very soon is we haven't really seen him do a role like this before. Um, so it's very interesting um, to see that. Um, uh, yeah. I'm glad you're doing well though, too. I am also doing well. You know, we had a really nice, uh, nice morning watching this movie. Now we get to talk about it. Uh, but as always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes and interviews with actors and directors and writers from all the latest movies and series. And make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our discord and you could write into the show at hello at the movie podcast.ca. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. 
If you're watching this on YouTube, you could also subscribe to us, ring that notification bell. You could check out all of the other incredible interviews that we've had go up on the feed and our reviews. We've been really lucky to have some awesome people join us. Uh, for talking about another Netflix, you know, property, we just had Joseph Quinn of Stranger Things 4 join us. Of course, Eddie Munson himself, who we absolutely love talking to and we absolutely loved on this season of Stranger Things. So go check that out. We've also been really lucky to have some incredible guests like Amon Vellani of Miss Marvel. Hayden Christensen and Deborah Chow of Obi-Wan Kenobi and so many more. We've been really lucky to have some awesome guests. So please go support those episodes. Go listen to them wherever you listen to us, be it on YouTube or whatever podcast feed. We're so happy to have you here and go check them out. But today is all about the gray man and this film is written and directed by anthony and joe russo who of course you'll know from films like captain america the winter soldier civil war and the most recent avengers films being uh infinity war and endgame they also had the film that came out last year with tom holland uh which was cherry which you could watch on apple tv plus and now they're back but now on netflix and like i said earlier in this review the gray man is going to premiere on july 15th on Netflix and in select theaters. So you will be able to catch this film in theaters. I know here in Toronto, it will be screening at the TIFF Bell Lightbox if you want to check it out starting on the 14th. So you could catch it a little bit earlier. So what's this movie all about? I'm about to tell you because it's a, it's a little strange. It's just us two today. You know, we didn't really mention that Shay's not here today. It's true. I, I totally forgot about Shay. Like I thought, <laughs> I feel like we're missing someone and we realized yeah. we didn't pick him up. We didn't pick him up this week. This, uh, this we morning. didn't. We didn't we pick him up. Him at home. <laughs> yeah, we forgot him at home. Even though he's the one who usually yeah. uh, is the driver of the three of us for these screenings, but we we forgot to 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 tell him that there was a screening today. That's why he didn't make it. <laughs> Uh, before I actually tell you what this movie is all about, I want to let you know who's in it. This movie, of course, stars Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Danush. Anna Deramos, Jessica Henwick, uh, Reggie Jean Page, Wagner Mora, Julia Butters, Alfre Woodard, and Billy Bob Thornton. It's also notable, I just want to let you guys know that this is also written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and that's also notable too because they also worked with the Russo brothers on all of their MCU collaborations. So it's nice to see them working together once again. So what's this movie all about? I'm about to tell you. The Gray Man is CIA operative Court Gentry, played by Ryan Gosling, a.k.a. Sierra Six. Plucked from a federal penitentiary and recruited by his handler, Donald Fitzroy, played by Billy Bob Thornton, Gentry was a once a high-skilled agency-sanctioned merchant of death. But now, the tables have turned, and Six is the target, hunted across the globe by Lloyd Hansen, played by Chris Evans, a former cohort of the CIA who will stop at nothing to take him out. Agent Danny Miranda, played by Ana de Armas, has his back, and he'll need it. Now, really quickly, Anthony, before I kick it to you for your first reaction, it's important to note, note anybody named Lloyd is definitely going to have a trash stash like Chris Evans has in this movie. So I think his character being named Lloyd and having that mustache, perfect. I'm going to let you take it away with your first reaction. Uh, thank you, Daniel. I, um, you know, going into this film, this was a big hype film because, again, you have two great actors who've been synonymous with great, making great films. Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans. Seems like they're going to fight it out. Russo Brothers, a lot of the ingredients for this recipe of a film is there. And for me personally, I'm stuck in the middle of this movie. I like parts of this film, and there are parts of this film I don't like. 
it's I see so much potential with it, and then at points in this film, I lose that hope. I'm I really like when when I got into this and really got into the story, I felt like the story was his weakest point, and it's just because it's so long and convoluted at points that it just brings down the the whole experience. There's a lot of parts where you're it's lulling. Like I'm, I felt tired at points where I'm like, can we can we get can the pacing get a little bit faster? Can we just yeah, make it, this it a definitely more energetic. Yeah, the, definitely coasts at some moments, right? Because the action is so big. Right. And there are these action right. sequences which are big and spectacular, but some they don't really leave the impact that you're looking for. Um, an example would be, for instance, the Russo brothers, they did Winter Soldier and they had that action, action sequence with uh, Bucky and on the highway, on the highway and they were fighting and it just felt real and it felt really intense. There are parts of that in, in this movie but they're not memorable enough. They're just, they, they kind of pass you by. It's like, you've seen this, nothing to remember. And you kind of go on to the next one. The things I do like about this film, um, especially Ryan Gosling, cause he's so charming. And it, again, maybe it was because we haven't seen him on the screen for so long. His portrayal of Sierra six did I get that right? Sierra Six? Yeah, Sierra. We could just call him Six. Six. Yeah. We, we we really don't know his name. We just know him as uh, Six or Sierra Six. Just his persona on the in this film is fantastic. I just love Ryan Gosling because he has like this cool, cool man to him. No matter what movie he is. He's, he, he's the cool man. Instead of the gray man, he's the cool man. He's the cool man. And yeah. um, he just brings a level of Ryan Gosling to this film that really needed it. And Chris Evans. I think being the more eccentric out of the two because it's something that we haven't seen him play because playing Captain America for so long. Um, and I guess his character in Knives Out, he was a wild and crazy guy in this film. He, he was, he's, a, he's a wild card in this. I love him. I love his performance in this because it's like, so crazy. <laughs> yes, he seemed like a villain from like a Bond time, like a mixture of Bond, yeah. a mixture of Emma, Mission Impossible, they kind of combined these two these character traits into creating Lloyd, the the trash stash. Uh, yeah, I, I want to call him an assassin. He's not an assassin. He's like agent for gun for hire type of things. Yeah, CIA mercenary feels mercenary. like yeah. yeah, that's what he is. Um, things I also like, I, and I think the chemistry between the two are fantastic. Anna de oh yeah, Anna de Armas is fantastic. It's like she left James Bond and came to this film. And yeah, she left. She left. She left the CIA, and she like she's in the CIA now yeah. instead of being with uh, MI6. Her 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 passion for action films really shows off in this film. I think she was yes. the the secret sauce for this movie that they really need. Oh yeah, Billy Bob Thornton was great. The cast was great. Like the chemistry of the cast was great. It's just the story that really bogged it down and really slowed it down and made me not really want to like care for what was happening on. In on screen, but then there were parts. What was where- a, what was mostly about? If you, if you don't mind, before before you jump in, what was it about the story? Because I definitely had some issues with the story too. Was it? Do you think that it was just so stretched out that you think brought that that brought it low for you, or do you think it's the pacing that really stretched it out? It's, it's um, the pace- or do you think it was just there was just too much introduced it's at the, once? It's a combination. It's the introdu- introduction of a lot of characters and their 
we'll say their storylines and what they bring to this overall story and yep. the pacing. The pacing is flat and then it can be very energetic and then flat again and stay flat for a really long time until it picks up at the end. It feels like this movie right. was edited here and there and everywhere. You know, I don't know if you, you felt the same way, but it just didn't have a consistent pacing throughout. And I think that's where it kind of got me. Also, cinematography, because I was talking about, you know, the action scene was cinematography didn't stand out for this film because this movie really reminds me of a Mission Impossible film. It really reminds me of a Bond film. But it's the, the cinematography took me away from that feeling because it just didn't give me the, the level of realism that I get from those films in this. It almost became too spectacular in terms of action sequence and too sure. cheesy with just the way they framed up certain characters. And I think right. that's where I'm in the middle. I really like the characters, but I just didn't like the story. I got you. You know, it's, 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 it's not like I, I hated this film. It's not like I'm no, no, you know, this, this is bad. This is a bad film. It, this, there's a lot to look forward to and hopefully they, they, you know, clean up and the sequel, if there ever will be a sequel, they actually, you know, make a more interesting story. Yeah, the grayer man. The grayer do man. The, call him the grayer man. No, you know, I'm right there. I, I have a lot of the same criticisms as you. I think the, my biggest issue with this story is that this, I don't think this movie needed to be two hours and 20 minutes. And I think because we have a film that's a globetrotting adventure across so many different countries, um, you, you kind of you get lost of where you are, even though there's giant title cards on screen saying, you know, we're in Prague, we're in Bangkok, we're here, we're there, and we're here, there, and everywhere. Um, it's a lot of traveling. And again, that's what you kind of expect from, you know, like this kind of thriller action adventure that's going around the world, right? You want to go to all these different places. But I also think that because a lot of the places just felt a little samey, it never felt like we were in a different spot but i will say i enjoyed the majority of this movie i really loved ryan gosling i really loved how just charming and suave and he really was the cool man he's just like he has this like you see it in all his movies and especially when he's playing comedy you see it in a crazy stupid love you see it in something like uh the nice guys where he just has like this this the sarcastic response, but it's a lot more, it's not like a Ryan Reynolds sarcastic response. It's the other, it's another type of Canadian actor. It's a cooler version really good. of that response. Yeah. It's like, you know, like somebody tells him in this movie, for example, like, can you, uh, can you like stand still or whatever? He's like, can I stand still over here? And it's like, it's just like the way he says it, he has just such a suave and just cool way of saying it. It reminds me a lot of like George Clooney, you know, like where George Clooney just has that effortless, like suave, whatever he says is going to sound cool. But I liked, the action in this movie and like you anthony i think the biggest i think crux that this movie had is that it almost went too big where it could have felt a lot more impactful if it tried to go smaller there's a lot of great action sequences this movie is almost non-stop action but when it slows down it really does slow down but Ryan Gosling is great. Chris Evans is great because he's just he's so unhinged. He's like devious throughout. He is like the CIA operative or a CIA, this guy who dropped out of the CIA like school, like to become an agent and just want, went to the private sector. So he's just crazy. He's doing whatever he wants. Um, and it's fun and just wild to see that. Uh, but I think the CIA, the CIA side, which is something that a lot of action movies have this issue where it's like you have their handlers, you have like the people who are putting them in the 
fields, there's almost too many voices. And at the end of the day, you're like, are you really the person in charge or are you just another kind of person here? And as, as great a performances as Jessica Henwick and uh, Reggie Jean Page are, um, I think their biggest issue is that they're almost playing the same character. You know, like they're two characters who are both have different motives, obviously, but they're both kind of in charge of the situation. And, you know, uh, Reggie uh, Jean Page kind of disappears for a while. And then it's just Jessica Henwick. So you're just like, okay, I feel like a lot of the dialogue between both of you should have just been for one of you. And there should have been only one of you guys in charge. And it's maybe someone else doing just a completely different role because it was a little confusing and it was a little messy to have, you know, the CIA having a voice and having these two people and they're also competing with each other. Um, but then somehow these people are also connected because they went to school together. Yeah. So it's like little story, things like that, that I think uh, it's like, you're giving too much exposition when you don't need this right now. 100%. You know, this is great. This is great in a book. And obviously this is based on a novel um, and that feels very Tom Clancy, which makes sense because the author of this book um, does write Tom did help Tom Clancy write his novels. Uh, his name's Mark uh, Greeny. Um, and he, you know, he created the gray man. But, uh, I, you know, there's just a lot of exposition that I don't think is always needed in this movie, which, like, what I was saying before, works great in a book, but in a movie, it's like, okay, you could have saved this for a sequel or saved this. This is this feels like just unnecessary information to what's happening right now in the movie. Um, also, something that I'm seeing a lot of in a lot of action movies is the great man is not just guilty of that. Uh, it's the use of drones, like crazy. And there are so many drone shots in this movie. And because we have so many different um you know titles of where we're going where they have the big if you think of civil war captain america civil war not the civil war um when they go to different countries and it's like lagos and it's like uh queens it's like these big titles every one of those shots which happens a lot in the movie it's like a different drone shot so you're just like flying through the city and like you see that it's like a little jarring to see that and then a lot of the action sequences also have drones and i listen i get drones are great ways to show action and show i guess the momentum of an action of action in the scene but they don't really look super cinematic they look like drone shots so i think that anytime i see them when they're used like that it always pulls me out a little bit yeah i i totally agree with that because Mr. The Drone King, Michael Bay, has given yeah. us so much drone footage in the past, you know, three or four years that he's been utilizing. I think he think he was, was Six Underground and then uh, Red Notice and then Ambulance. Ambulance. I don't think we need any more friggin' racer drones shooting footage for us anymore. It's just, you're right. It, you lose the cinematic value. And when I saw it in this Russo Brothers film, I thought, man, that's, it just doesn't work with what the story you're trying to tell it just seems too gimmicky to use this gimmicky tool and i'm sorry it is a gimmicky like drones could be used in such a way that could be simple and you know pass them over the water and that nice yeah. pull into the shot but when you're up in the sky and then zoom you come all the way down and then you turn left yeah. and you turn right and it just feels like holy shit this is something like you're just you're adding this gimmick to your film just to uh, maybe yeah. make people smile a bit. I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. know what the purpose of <laughs> Hold the, on a second. You know, like, I <laughs> to feel make like them, a lot to make of people, them happy? I no, I like get it. I get, like, I get what you're saying. Drones are like, oh, this is, oh, this is whoa, how my cool. brain feels right now. And yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> um, but, you, you know what it is, though? You know what it is, though, Anthony? I think whenever I see a drone shot, it makes me aware of the camera. 
and that's why I think what breaks that cinematic wall it's true. between Watcher and the movie and the magic of the movie, where when you're watching a movie, you're never thinking about where the camera is, an actual physical camera in the scene. You're never thinking about where the music is coming from. You're never thinking of the invisible camera. But whenever you see a drone shot, immediately I'm like, this is being done on a drone. And I'm suddenly aware of the camera's placement in the scene. And I think that's where it pulls me out. Um, there are some really cool drone shots, don't get me wrong, but they do definitely stand out. And there's, I think, also too much of them. So the ones that do work, you know, it, 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 they kind of get lost into the background of all the other ones that are there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of great moments in this. And as you said, Anthony, Anadara Moss, I think, is just um, choosing the right roles right now for her in terms of these action roles. It literally feels like you could put this movie in No Time to Die, watch them back to back. Um, and it'll be like a continuation of her character from that because she's so good. She like, she does, she's so good at the action. You could just tell us that she's having a great time and she's just, she has great presence on screen. So whenever it was her and Ryan Gosling together, it's fantastic, you know, and I, I think they work so well together on screen. They have great chemistry together, uh, working together. And I wanted to see more of that. So I'm hoping in a sequel, uh, we'll get to see them uh, working together more because there's definitely um opportunity to tell more stories within this world. It's funny. This is the second film I've watched with her in it where I'm like, man, I would love a spinoff of your character yeah. on screen. Um, yeah, because she she owns her action sequences. There's a sequence where she has like missiles on her. She has like uh, bazookas and she has guns. Yeah, and she's, running <laughs> she's, and she's going like, full Rambo. Full Rambo. Yeah. And I that was so unexpected. I and she she just seems like the sweetest person. Like you would never yeah. expect her to have all these weapons and become Miss Rambo. Uh, yeah. Another big thing that I disconnected me from this movie was, and I, I'm I'm going to bring up Mission Impossible. And there's that fight sequence inside the bathroom, and we all remember that fight sequence in the last and Fallout because it just felt real and it felt hard and it felt. Like, yeah, that, this is the, a the savage arm, fight the sequence. Fight, yeah. And you'll always remember it because it's just, it's just fantastic. It's well choreographed and all that. The fighting sequences that happened in this film with Ryan Gosling's character just seemed so meh. Like, it didn't give me the impact that I would have expected this film to really drive because it is an action sequence, an action movie. It not really, it doesn't really spend that time on being a spy film. No, but not a spy film at all. No, Ryan Gosling is fit, and there's yeah, he looks like he's he's gone through hell. His body is like it's not only ripped, but it's also scarred. So it looks like yeah. his type of fights that he would get into would be really. Um, raw brutal and 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 you see i i think it's pretty brutal though like the fights that you see like it's like he gets beaten a lot in this movie like he is like bloodied and bruised a lot in this film i just don't feel like i i got that feeling like man like this is a punch that's landing with a jaw or this is a you know a kick to the to the shin that might snap like it just didn't feel intense enough and i wanted it to i wanted it so bad um because his character like I, again i really like ryan ryan gosling in this film i really i love sierra six and there are points where you're like okay i see it and then there are a lot of points where like oh that's just meh okay and I, and I and i feel like people might just be okay with it but for me 
I'm expecting another level from the Russo brothers in terms of sure because they've made you know Endgame, Infinity War. They made Endgame. They made America's some of the greatest Civil War and all these yeah movies in the last ten years, right? Fantastic action movies. I'm expecting that from them, and I felt like I kind of got let down personally for me in that. I got in that, you in that aspect in that sense you know you know for me honestly like i like that we got to see him beat a lot because i i think you, you he's a badass in this movie and you see him inflict a lot of damage um but i think it's very it's not like very showy action where it's, it feels very grounded where it's not like something like john wick where it you feels a lot more choreographed where this feels it's a lot more just kind of brutal and grounded um and i do like his fight with Chris Evans in this film as well to Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Cause they, they, they play off each other really well. And I really hope that, um, wherever we see these characters next, especially Ryan Gosling, you know, I would love to see it more grounded. Cause I think a more grounded movie would be a bit more of an emotional movie for him. Right. So th- there, cause there's just moments where it's like, Oh wow, this is a really interesting fight. Like you're handcuffed, you're hiding. And then it's like, let's introduce a million more elements. So it almost feels like you're just like sensory overload. Like, oh my God, you're being shot from all directions. You have a train coming. You have a car is coming at you. Like there's a lot going on all at once in this movie. So you're just like, oh my God, this is wild. And then, you know, it keeps elevating and elevating and elevating. And this movie does a really good job of showcasing the action. But I do uh, think it gets a little too grand at points where you kind of get lost in it and you kind of just get lost in the inertia of everything. I really wish that the Russos brought back Trent Olpak, who uh, worked with them on obviously the two Captain America films and the two Avengers films, um, because this film definitely has a different look that we're used to seeing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wish it felt a little bit more crisp, a little bit more, maybe shaky cam would have worked for this. Like we saw them do with winter soldier and a little bit more, uh, would have felt, a li- you w- we would have felt the action a little bit more that and way. Make it, a, you don't have one thing I was saying to you, we don't have to go to the spectacular level of, of action sequences, like the fast and the furious where it's beyond belief. You don't, need that to win the audience because we know that practical effects and really great um cinematography can do that for us yep 100 there are sequences in this film where it's like okay that is too much for this movie because it's not believable because the story the character is not not in that that uh, i want to say in that make-believe world it there is a realism to it and it it teeters on a superhero type of maybe fast and the furious type of universe where nothing can hurt this guy because he's the, he's, you know, Toretto, he he could fly. (laughs) He could do anything. He could do anything and not be hurt. So I don't like that. I just feel like, yeah, there, there has to be parts of this, this movie where I just, I felt it was more practical. I wanted to be more practical because I feel like that's where it would have engaged a lot. A lot of people love practical effects and the visual effects sometimes stand out because they are so unbelievable. Yeah. And and I think, uh, you know, I think there's a parachute sequence in this film that stands out and, you know, I would, this movie really is going to be the mission impossible, the James Bond of Netflix. I feel like this is, this is what Netflix wants this movie to be. And this movie has the potential to, to, to start a brand new franchise. And I would love to see a spinoff series of Anna Deramas's character. I'd love to know more about Chris Evans character. And of course I want to see Ryan Gosling come back in sequels. Um, but this, yeah, there, there's, 
definitely moments where you're like, okay, like this feels like it's going to be the next big thing. But when you compare it to, let's say, some of the stunts that you would have seen in No Time to Die, or especially in Mission Impossible Fallout, where you see Tom Cruise putting his life on the line. Not that I'm expecting every actor to do that, but I would maybe maybe expect a better job at hiding it than uh, to make it feel like it is a real stunt still, a real effect. And again, when this movie was shot, we don't know what the the COVID protocols were like. There's there's also a million things that you know interfere when these movies are made, so we don't exactly know what could have changed or what could have been better, but I think th- at the end of the day, this movie has a lot of great pieces to it and a lot of great ingredients, as we like to say on the show, that I think in a sequel will really be, uh, will, can really be fleshed out, really be improved on. Um, but let's get to our final recommendations before I get any further. Anthony, I'm going to get you to start us off. I'm going to recommend you stream it because it will be streamable for everyone come Friday. Yes. Um, but I think this is a move, like, again, even though I'm in the middle and there was a lot of things I liked and then a lot of things I didn't like, I still saw potential in it. And I think that says a lot about where I, where I am going to eventually end my, like, the thinking behind this film for me is I do yeah. want to see more story. And especially because of, of Ryan and his character, I do hope that we see a sequel one day and, maybe a a trilogy pack and i just hope that the russo brothers are listening so they can take some of these these um this feedback take some notes from us this feedback that we're providing (laughs) that you know it doesn't have to always be this huge spectacle of cg that we see in a lot of movies nowadays let's try to make it practical and i think the story we could have lost like maybe 15 minutes, 16 minutes just yeah, definitely. To, to make it well-paced. And the characters, like you said, the we'll say the main antagonist. Or is it antagonist or protagonist? Uh, who are we talking about right now? Oh, antagonist. Antagonist. Could have been one person. You know, having two people. Oh, yeah. The CIA, like Jessica Henwick and Jean Page. Yeah. Yes. The, that could have just been that one person. You didn't really have Streamline to, it. It just made it so confusing. Like, I at one point... I got I'm like, why is she so involved in this story? And then I realize, and then they, they disappear and they come back. And then you realize why they're all really connected. Um, right. But it wasn't like, oh, it was like, ah, fig- I get figures. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, like, I think a lot of people will like it. And it's definitely a streamable film. Yeah. As yeah, it's a streamable. As, well, like, as all movies it, are is, streamable. Is it a film is that it, I would have expected to be on the big screen? I don't know. Even though I we get watch it, it and, on and, big you know, screen, and that, but there's a little bit of Netflix feel to it too. And I just do you think it just in terms of feeling a bit maybe like smaller or made for like a a te- television screen or I don't know. I don't know. I just I just didn't feel the the gradness of it, even though it was taking place in all these countries and cities and there's something about it. Like stranger things when that came out, we know it's a Netflix, but it removes the idea that this is a Netflix show from it. But a lot of like the Netflix movies that come out do have this. Like a look to them, a look, but it's also just, maybe it's me in my head. Like, cause I know maybe, yeah, it could be a psychological thing. Us knowing Netflix going in that it's a Netflix in my thing brain right? right now, but uh, Netflix is in the brain. No, I get it. I get it for sure. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, for me, I'm right there with you. You know, I think this movie for me personally, I thought it was thrilling. I, th- I thought it was action packed and I think it's elevated mostly by Ryan Gosling. And of course the absolutely 
unhinged Chris Evans. And I mean that in the best way possible. Um, like we were saying throughout our, our review, I think the visuals, you could kind of get lost in the grand scale of everything where it kind of becomes a little muddy of what's happening where I think a lot of it could have been condensed down. And like you said, Anthony, I think we could have lost about 15 minutes or so. Um, and the pace definitely slows because of that. Uh, but overall, I think, you know what? This is a movie that you could watch in your home this weekend. I'm going to say, you know, watch it on Netflix this weekend. You know, uh, stream it, watch it because it's available day one. You could watch it. As Anthony said, you already paid for it. Uh, and you'll be able to watch a blockbuster film starring some of the biggest actors on the planet in your home this weekend, which is pretty cool. So yeah, definitely check it out. It's interesting though, because this is tied now for the highest budget Netflix movie. Um, and you're looking at, the, if I'm looking at the list right now, the highest budget Netflix films, and it's like the gray man, which I definitely think you see the budget though. I think you see, especially with the locations, you're like, yeah, this probably was expensive to make this. Um, uh, the red notice is another big one. I think this movie felt bigger than red notice did. I think red notice, um, God, that was last year at this point, right? Yeah. Was, I, uh, it's, I think the, the level of talent that they have in this film overshadows red notice. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, like it's fantastic. Having Especially Ryan Gosling in Ryan a role Go- like this, yeah. right? Because Ryan Gosling is not an action star, even though I think we saw him in blade. It's not really an action movie. Blade. No, it's very different. I wanted to say, I don't know why I say blade. Um, Blade oh, you Runner. said Blade Runner. <laughs> but yeah, he's not Blade. Ryan Gosling is not Blade. <laughs> but it's just an out-of-scope character for him because we've just right. seen him in so many other different roles. So seeing him in this role, it was nice nice to have him back on the screen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, then uh, the other another film that high budget, Six Underground, which is $150 million. The Outlaw King is $120 million. Triple Frontier, $115 million. The Mitchells versus the Machines is $110. Bright, $106. Uh, Midnight Skies, $100 million. And then the 10th most expensive Netflix film is Army of the Dead. So Netflix definitely is spending a lot of money on movies right now. And we're going to see how long they continue to do that. Cause it's been a very interesting year for them. But I think this, uh, I think the gray man is a great building spot. And I really hope we get to see more within this world. I really hope you get to see more from these characters and spinoffs because all the ingredients are here and now you just get to hopefully make more of it. So we'll stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening to the movie podcast review of The Gray Man. As always, you can catch a brand new episode of our show every single Monday. And watch out throughout the week for our review episodes just like this one and our interviews with all the latest movies and series and actors and directors and writers. Everyone, we are so lucky to have some incredible people join us on the show. Speaking of Stranger Things, which we were just doing, make sure you check out our interview with Joseph Quinn, available now on YouTube and all podcast feeds. And make sure you follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. You could check out our show notes for all of those links and more. That was this time with The Movie Podcast, and we'll see you next. 